Once again, it is time for the Modern Heathen Man with your host, Joe Marrero. I want to thank you all for joining me today. I want to tell you to grab yourself a horn, grab yourself a cup, grab yourself some mead, grab yourself some cider, just some old-fashioned coffee or some tea, and join me as we start Modern Heathen Man. I want to hail you for taking the time to listen to this and hail you for wanting to make yourself better. So sit back, relax, cuddle up, and join us for Modern Heathen Man. Thank you. Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard, and I was looking around, and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, so in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful heathen place called Beast Curiosities. Now, they don't just offer beard oil. They have quite a few different products available through them. Um, you definitely want to go ahead and check them out at BeastCuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite. I tried Tears Loyalty. And I tried, give me one second, Yord's Wilderness. All of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell. And other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they try really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's going to do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products so they got the great one together and they call it their magical beard oil i will tell you it is magical it smells great even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours my beard still smelled great and felt great so with that said i'm going to tell you to go ahead and check them out again they're not only beard oil but beast curiosity is a place you want to go beastcuriosities.com you can also email him and check out his products at beast at beastcuriosities.com. They have a Twitter account at bscuriosities, and you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash beastcuriosities. You definitely want to go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. So today we're going to talk about oaths and what oaths are and how oaths follow us as heathens. Everyone knows mainly about oaths. We take a lot of them today, whether we choose to or not. Well, I guess we choose to take all oaths in all honesty. The question is whether or not um, we know most of the time that we are actually oathing or doing something else. The first that most people are going to be familiar with is... You know, the Pledge of Allegiance, we all stand up during 
elementary school, especially those of us in America, we pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and so on and so forth. And what we're saying is that we're oathing our allegiance to our country. Okay? And in doing so, we are supposed to follow that oath, especially as heathens. Um, some of the other oaths we do, um, we may not recognize. You know, young men sign up for selective service, and what they do is they oath that if their country should ever need them in a time of war, that when the call is put out, that they will serve their country and do what is necessary. Um, some of us that are first responders take an oath to, you know, help our community, keep our community safe as far as we can, um, and do a couple other things of that nature, uphold the Constitution of the United States, so on and so forth. And then the next biggest oath in our life that we take is our vows, our vows of marriage. You know, we oath to be true to our um, other person. So let's talk about oaths and heathenry and what they mean. Um, there's a lot of um, a lot of internet chatter about oaths and how oaths work and oath breakers and so on and so forth. Um, in the old days, mainly oaths were done to jarls or those people that are um, above other people in status. And what you're doing is you're promising service to them or to a specific sword that you're going to oath yourselves to, and then you would be buried with that sword later. But in heathenry, oaths have gone a little bit farther. Um, we can look in old-time writings, you know, people saying, you know, my word is this, and this is my bond. And we see where people were really, what we call today, gullible in believing um, some of these things and stories that we hear, especially in some of the old... Um, Eddas and stuff, stories of people saying, oh, this, and they ended up lying, and so on and so forth. We today are a little more skeptical living in the society we live in today. There's a lot of oath breakers today, and people take oaths determining that they're going to break them right in the beginning and don't want to even follow them. So how do we decipher through? Well, we really can't. We still have to take people for their word for the most part in what they do. But as heathens, you and I can be a little bit different. I mean... Um, not to go back to this again, but we look in the, the Bible and we see things of them saying things like, if it were not so, I would not have told you, meaning that my oath is my bond. My word is my word. And what I'm telling you is absolutely true. And you can go ahead and, you know, bank on that and believe it and continue to believe in it because I said it to be true. Those things we don't really understand today that much other than, you know, they're just saying that they don't lie, I guess. And that's. The typical, I guess, they're Superman. But that's the reality of it. Back then, an oath was so binding, your word was so binding, as opposed to today. You know, the only thing people had back then were their words. The only thing people owned back then were their oath, and they were able to give of themselves, and they thought that that was the greatest gift that they could give. I mean, it is still a great gift today when you give of yourself, but most people, even when they give of themselves, they're actually doing some other stuff. You know, I don't want to say most people, but you know what I'm saying. So, with that said, we take, um, during a sumble, we have something called oaths and boasts, where you can take an oath. And we all know that those oaths then are required by the kindred to help you follow those oaths, or the whole kindred pays for you not 
doing that oath or breaking that oath. So that's why we have a dry net of one of our services to make sure that those people will do the things they say they're going to do. We have a skull so they can record them. And when they record them, we know as a heathen group that this person has made this promise or made this oath in order to do this. If they don't do that as a kindred, we have to go ahead and help them complete that, whether it be reminding them of their oath, whether it be helping them complete that oath, or just in general, get the oath done. Um, Without that happening, again, the kindred takes the brunt of that. And this may not seem fair, but in all honesty, it is a family affair. You know, if we're all together and all doing stuff, why are we not responsible for our friend's oaths. I mean, we have a Drighton to say, you know, if I say something like, <clears throat> I oath to Thor, that I will build a great, great long ship and launch it by this time next year, people can be like, whoa, 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 how are you going to do that? I mean, you're going to do it alone? You're going to do what? I mean, how is that going to happen? And that's where I have to step back and look at my oath. And it may be something like, okay, well, maybe I'll oath to Thor that I'll make a miniature long ship. And send it ashore, uh, you know, out to the sea, just to honor him. And that's a little more feasible than a great long ship that I'm going to build, or even just I will carve a boat, you know. And I'm not saying make them chintzy on their oath, but what I'm saying is make it an attainable oath. Make it something that somebody can do, something that somebody can meet. Um, the last oath I did was I would create a hundred pieces for. Um, local craft fair, you know, in honor of the gods. So, and I did that. I created a hundred pieces, which is nice. I mean, um, there are a hundred bars of soap, but I created them and I made them. It was honorable and it was good. And I met my oath. So with that said, um, oaths are really good to, to have and keep and build forward. And I hope the gods bless me by helping me sell those pieces and, bringing them in to do the things I need to do. So with that said, let's talk a little bit about what an oath is. An oath is a promise, but it's a little deeper than a promise. An oath is a promise to complete something, but it's a promise we make with our gods and with those people that are our deities and with them in mind or a greater something in mind. Even if we make an oath to make our kindred better, it's something that's greater and brings honor to the gods. We can honor ancestors, we can honor the gods, honor the gods, we can honor um, the whites when we do our oathing. But we have to remember that in doing those oaths and in making those oaths and in wanting to do that honor, we will also do dishonor if we don't complete them. That may sound a little harsh, that may sound like something... Uh, Most people don't want to know or understand, but in all honesty, it is the truth. So if I promise to build for a small boat and launch it in the ocean and I don't do it, number one, it shows that I really don't care for Thor and it dishonors him. Number two, it shows my lack of understanding who Thor is and the reality of Thor. And again, that brings him dishonor. It brings dishonor to me because... Do I really believe Thor is there? Do I believe, really believe that Thor is going to see what I do? Um, and then it brings dishonor to my kindred and my ancestors, the people that have gone on before me that did believe in him and believe that he was real and know for a fact that he's real and have blessed them. 
in the things that they've done, it shows my discontent for that or my disconcern for that. And in doing so, I bring dishonor to all of them. So when we make an oath, we have to understand that not only is an oath for us, not only is it for the gods, but it's also for the kindred and for our ancestors as well. We build an oath based on the understanding that we do a great deal of honor by completing that oath. Even if it's something small like I promise to, you know, make a shirt by next meeting or by next holiday. Something small like that, <clears throat> when your kindred sees that shirt, it brings them honor that you've done that. They've taken the time to create this piece of article of clothing that represents your beliefs, your standards, and what you truly have in your heart and outwardly expressing that by having that shirt or that frock or whatever you're creating. And in doing so, you bring honor to everyone around you. And not only that, you show perseverance and somebody who may have been watching you now understands that you truly believe in what you believe in and it may help them along. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about oaths and how we have them today. I look forward to it. Thanks for joining me from Modern Heathen Men. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash Midgard Musings and youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-N-U-S-I-N-G-S. We'll find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about oaths today. So I want to talk a little bit about oath-breaking. And I need to apologize, first off. My throat is not too happy today. As you can tell, I'm a little garbly. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I think fall is finally hitting the south and giving me a little bit of a garbly throat. But either way, 
I'll get through it. So let's talk a little bit about oath breaking. One of those days my tongue isn't working as well. Oath breaking. Um, there's a couple of different types of oath breaking, I believe. I believe there's intentional. I believe there's not intentional. And I believe there's unknowing. So let me reiterate all of them. Let me, let me start in the first one, intentional. These are people that will begin or give an oath knowing that they will not complete it. Now, what I'm going to say by that is this. There's two different types of people. There's that type of people that know they won't complete it because they want to look better or just want to sound better at a meeting, so they make this oath. Then there are those people who unknowingly, I'm going to say this because these go hand in hand, we all know them. They're people that cannot complete a task, no matter how hard they try. And un unfortunately, it's by no fault of their own. It's just the type of person they are. So those two kind of go hand in hand. But first, we'll talk about the knowingly breaking the oath. Um, there are people that have taken oaths to kindreds that have knowingly broken them by, you know, leaving the kindred or doing ill to the kindred or so on and so forth, not considering the oath they took or the impact that will have on the gods or the kindred itself, just more over the impact it has on the situation at hand and how they are feeling. I don't know of anybody personally. I kind of do know of people personally, but don't know of them, if you will. I'm familiar with the situation, but I don't know the people. So I know of a situation where um, there was a kindred, and it had some people that were part of the kindred board, if you will. Um, that board is made up usually of a Jarl, um, a Gothar, Drayton, some other people, and some other offices, and so on and so forth. Well, some of the higher offices decide that they were able to do better at being a kindred than the kindred now. So they began taking people and having some private meetings. Um, unfortunately, that type of kindred had an oath to that kindred. I don't personally believe in oathing to a kindred. I believe in actions rather than words. So as your kindred grows and the people become more and more intertwined, their actions of getting together show more of a family than their words do. So words are powerful, however, that's why there's oaths. So with that said, um, I don't want to ever cause anyone to break an oath based on um, my beliefs. So I don't, in our kindred, we don't have oaths to the kindred, but I know of this kindred. I know this split caused a great rift, and what it did was it ended up killing both kindreds. Now, I sit back and I watch this from a spectator's point of view, and I'm asking myself, what honor did any of that bring? Um, it brought discontent, lack of trust, misunderstanding, inevitably killed the kindred. When that happens, we bring dishonor to not only the ancestors, all those people that are involved. We bring a bad taste to the mouth of people that wanted to join this kindred and were new. Because now they're stepping in and seeing this and going, what, what is all this? And lastly, it brings dishonor to the gods themselves because 
we're not honoring what we said to them and we're not honoring our path by following them and not worrying about ourselves and the things that have to do with us specifically trying to become better than we are and everything else when we should be focusing on the kindred as a whole as a family um you know i don't wake up tomorrow my kids think they could do a better job and they become the rulers of the household and start doing their own stuff or doing their own stuff on the side because that's just not heard of. There is a time when they grow up and will move out on their own and all kindred should be going for that anyway. A point where your members become so involved in the situation and so involved that they need to split off and create their own kindred because now you've made somebody that can go out and bring more of your kindred to the world. Every kindred should be looking to split eventually and become bigger kindreds or more kindreds, in all honesty. So with that said, that's one type. And the other type is the unknowing. Those are the people, like I said, that don't know because they they never finish tasks. They never complete a task. No matter how hard they try, they don't do it on purpose. It just happens. And they never get to finish that task. Um, so that's what your Drayton's for. It's right and it's there to ensure that these are met, to ensure that they're kept. Your scald and your dritin work together with um, writing down the oaths and keeping them, and your dritin ensuring that they're completed. The last type of person um, you know, unknowingly can't fulfill one. And I'm going to give a personal reference here and by no means am I talking bad about anyone. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. So when I uh, when I moved to Alabama, I was looking to you know connect with other heathens, and I found this great place on the internet. It was a Facebook place, and it was full of heathens from all over the world, especially around the United States. And it had certain sections of the United States that you could join into and become part of. <clears throat> specifically in my area. It had a great wealth of information, it looked like, and I really became involved with this group. Um, this group, you know, sent me letters. I actually became ordained through them and everything. Um, I took an oath to, you know, help them build, help them become better, help them become a good organization, so much so that I actually was invited onto the board of directors of this organization and I served as in a capacity there, which was really great, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it came that I got sick, and I wasn't able to fulfill that. So I, you know, I told the gentleman that runs it, you know, I'm getting sick, and I'm not able to fulfill this. I'm running out of time. It's a little bit more than I thought I could, you know, bite off. It was more than I could chew. So I need out of that. So they let me out of that, and that was great because I didn't really break an oath in doing that. I was still going to continue to help build by just, you know, doing the things I normally did, um, having meetups and stuff like that and organizational stuff and so on and so forth. Well, then they had a falling out with some people in the board and it got really ugly. Um, those people were my friends and still are my friends. And what ended up happening was because of that fallout, I became guilty by association of these um, other people. One of the things that was required for your ordination was that you um, give so much time to a heathen organization and you donate your time and you donate your you know skills and everything else. 
and a new organization had opened up and they had made me president of that organization for my knowledge, for my experience, for you know, stuff I had. And it didn't require, it was such a small organization, it didn't require as much as the little part I had in the bigger organization, if you understand what I'm saying. So the big organization was so big, the little part I had in the, in the board required a lot of work. Where this organization was so small, the bigger part I had required little work. And I wasn't actually planning on keeping that position. I was actually planning on giving that position up later. However, that being said, the person in charge of the original group had a falling out with these people. And they happened to be on the board of directors of the new group. So what ended up happening was they sent me a letter saying that they were going to dissolve my membership from this one place because I did blank. Well, I never did blank. I never did what they said I did in the first one. I asked for a um, tribunal hearing. I asked for them to reconsider. I asked for a couple of other things. I was very nice about it. So they did, and then they came back with another letter saying I did something else. And in all honesty, basically, they said, even though there's no proof that I did that thing, that they didn't really care that they were going to continue to believe it. And that's what it was with that said, and that long story, I apologize for it. I was no longer able to keep my oath because they removed me from that organization. I don't have ill will toward the organization. I actually hope that organization succeeds because I did take an oath to go ahead and help that organization. Um, before I left some really weird stuff happened. Um, supposedly I did, I wasn't even online when it happened. So I don't know how I did it. I was actually asleep during the time. So, again, it made it look like I was doing things when I wasn't doing things. And I just didn't really appreciate it. So I kind of left upset. But I still have no ill will toward them. And I did take an oath. So I'm not going to ask them to release me from that oath and that organization. Um, I don't speak bad of. As you can tell, I haven't even mentioned the organization. I won't because I don't want people to get a bad idea of their organization. It does do good. It does do what it needs to do. And I think like every place else, it has its ups and downs. And sometimes there's more downs than there is ups. And one day I hope they realize their mistake and um, can apologize. And I'll go back and I'll do what I did before. But needless to say, so that oath breaking isn't my fault. I didn't decide to do that. That's not something I was wanting to do. As a matter of fact, if that would not have happened, I'd continue to be meeting my oath and continuing that. So unwittingly, I was pushed into a port where I could not complete that oath. That, I don't believe, brings dishonor other than the person that caused you to not be able to complete that oath. That brings dishonor to them. In all honesty, and I'm not saying that, that they're dishonorable, don't misunderstand me. What I'm saying is, I'm trying, and I can't. So the honor falls on the person that is keeping me from doing that, from hindering me from doing what I need to do. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about oaths, and I look forward to it. Thanks for joining me for Modern Human Man. I'll see you in a moment. Hey everyone, Joe here with Modern Heathen Man. I want to tell you guys about something really cool. 
I wanted to buy my wife something really nice. And one of the things I wanted to do was buy directly from a heathen shop or a heathen artisan. So I wanted to buy her something that she could use, that she would enjoy, something that she could relax with and really get into. And I found this great place called Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs. They're on Facebook under Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs. And they have a wonderful assortment of different bath bombs of different shapes and colors, from stars to hearts to ghosts to even little skeletons that my wife really likes. One of the best things they have is a bunch of different smells. They have a lemon or a lemonade, rose, sandalwood, lavender, peppermint, sweet orange, creamy nutmeg, coconut, green apple, Belize, which is they call dark beach, which is really good, blackberry amber, sweet honeysuckle, pineapple, and many, many more, not to mention a assortment of colors. So if you'd like to get some bath bombs, go ahead and check them out at Red's Nightmare Bath Bombs, or you can actually go ahead and email her at redsnightmare29 at gmail.com, R-E-D-S-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E 29 at gmail.com. So go ahead and check them out. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. I'm back and thank you for joining me. We're talking about oaths today and what they mean. So, you know, with those two segments, we know um, about oath breaking and oath taking. In modern heathenry, it's really hard um, to understand people and what goes on in their heads, especially in the modern world. There's a lot of deceit, a lot of um, hatred, and a lot of other things going on. We, as modern heathens, can only take people for their word. Um, and just take them for what they are. I mean, I, I understand most people are not oath breakers um, and I'll take them for that until they break an oath until they, you know, lie or begin to be deceitful or so on and so forth. And unfortunately we don't know until it actually begins to happen. Um, but we can remain honorable in doing that by saying, you know, we didn't know and it wasn't planned on for that to happen, but you know, we have to protect our kindred from these people and from the people that, you know, wish to do us harm and wish to hurt our kindreds. Um, this is why I'm so big about organization and forming organizations and organizing in general, because we can have a unified front on the idea of oaths and oath breaking. Um, you know, a lot of people just begin their own kindred because they once oath broke or did something to break an oath someplace else. They never go back and ask for release of that oath, um, which you can be released from. I mean, you have every right to be released from an oath. If like you oath to a kindred and you decide that kindred is not for you any longer, you have every right to go ahead and ask to be released from that oath. Um, but then again, in the same token, those people have a right to deny removing you from that, especially if you're one of those people that, you know, cause the riff within the kindred and cause problems. You know, if they don't release you from it, then you're an oath breaker. If they do release you from it, then you didn't do anything wrong. So you have to look at it from that standpoint as well. A lot of places will take my idea of if I just, you know, remove them, then I don't have this oath breaking in my kindred any longer and we can move on and be happier. And that's exactly what I'll do. But with that said, um, one of my favorite quotes, um, I, I don't know where it came from. I looked for it a couple of times and I just, I don't know where it came from. I love some of these, 
um, Viking Proverbs, if you will, or Norse Proverbs. Um, Let it never be said that I sat when I should have stood. Remain silent when I should have spoken. Let it never be said that I did not do my best to honor myself or my gods or my kindred or my kin. Where my path is overgrown, I will make a way. When I speak, it will be words of value. And when I come to the end of my journey, may I never look back in regret. Now that says a lot about oaths right there. And that doesn't ever mention an oath, but it mentions doing what you say and doing what you need to do and doing what needs to be done. Recently, my kindred, we had a little rift because people thought I should have done something specific and I did not do it. And it would have made us look bad. It would have made us look less than desirable people. And I refused to do it because I felt like the situation would have weeded itself out eventually. And it did. And it became the fruition. And today, you know, the people that were hot-headed and quick to action, um, I hope look back on that and say, man, we should have just waited like, you know, he said. He knew what he was talking about. Um, But the others, no. And we move forward from it. With that said, you know, there are times when you have to stand as opposed to sit. There are times when you have to do things. But there are also times when you have to sit instead of stand. When you don't need to do battle because the battle will look worse than the actual problem itself. So we have to be able to discern between those. And in oath-taking, we have to do the same thing. We have to be able to discern an oath. Excuse me a second here, sorry. We have to be able to discern an oath for what it is and how it affects those around us. I hope in the discussion I had today, it helped you a little bit. I hope um, you're able to get an idea of what an oath is and how oaths work. Um, I don't have a specific specific oath in front of me um, to give you an idea of what they sound like. Let me look one up. Hold on. I think... Oh, that's a ring. I want a ring. Hold on a second. Let's see if I can have one. There's an old stone called a warrior's oath stone. Uh, give me a second here. I'm looking. Give me one second here. Okay, so this is from Danish History Book 2. I'm actually getting it from a website called The Viking Answers Lady. Then Wig came forth, and Hortoir, as though he were congratulating. Oh, congratulating him. Sorry, man. They split that up, and I don't know why they did that. As we're congratulating him on the gift, ask him if he were willing to fight for him. Wig assenting, he drew and proffered him a sword. But Rig refused the point and asked for the hilt, saying first that this had been Rolf's custom when he handed forth a sword to his soldiers. For in old time, those who were about to put themselves in dependence on the king used to promise fealty by touching the hilt of the sword, and this wise wig collapsed the hilt and then drove the point through Hortor's thus gaining the vengeance which he had promised Rolfer to accomplish for him. So 
This was sworn in a sword. The emissary went up to the king, handing him a sword adorned with gold and silver and set with precious stones. The emissary offered the king the sword hilt and spoke these words. Here is the sword which King Alastand asked you to receive from him. Then the king took hold of the hilt, whereupon the messenger said, Now you seize the sword in the fashion our king desired you would, and now you shall be his leagueman, since you seized hold of his sword. So it looks like a lot of times that the um, oath was done with a sword or a passing of sword. A typical valor oath began with a declaration of the lineage of the warrior. I will make known my ancestry to one and all. I came from a mighty family of mercy and stock. My grandfather was Alhelm, a wise elderman, so on and so forth. That's from the Battle of Meldon. I am Hyglick's kinsman and Thane. And that's from Beowulf, where he announced some stuff. I came from the fight where I had bound five, destroyed a family of giants, and at night, in the waves, slain water monsters, suffered great pain, avenged an affliction of the weather gates, and those who had asked for trouble, ground enemies to bits. That's also from Beowulf. Um, so we look at an old English poem, the battle of Meldon, and it's the oath is not to forget the goods and wealth received from their Lord to always fight before their Lord to wrest glory from the foemen they face that they will not flee one footstep from the battle to avenge their Lord. If he is slain or die trying to avenge your Lord and fight themselves until slain. So these are warrior um, oaths, and just an idea of what they are. I don't have a – most places make up their own oath, and they have oath rings and stuff um, for people that oath themselves to the kindred. So a lot of kindreds have their own style of oath and their own style of ring. They make it up as they um, feel necessary. I shouldn't say make it up. They um, do it as they seem see fit to do um and you know based on the oath that they create for their people they then have something to bind that oath whether it be a ring a sword a knife a dagger whatever you want to call it they give that then to acknowledge that oath to the kindred or to the specific person within the kindred <clears throat> so on and so forth so that's how the oaths actually work um that's about all I have on oaths. So I hope you guys enjoyed um, this today, and I hope you enjoyed the time we took to talk about oaths today. And um, I'll see you guys in a week. Thanks for joining me for Modern Heathen Man, and have a great day. Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. 
And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Carves everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small DE poles of five to six inches for $40, seven to eight inches for $45, nine to 10 for $50, and 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hemdall, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Scotty, Sif, Air, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye.